Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Blockbuster Gang. I'm your host, the Enlightened Insider, Eddie V. Joining me is the Indie Insider himself, Mr. Dan Murphy. Hi from Kansas City, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's glad that you are back. Uh, how are you feeling this week? I know you were under the weather last week and you couldn't make it, but we are glad to have you here. So, but how you how you been feeling? You know, it was just the uh, first shot I got for my vaccine, so I was feeling a little rough that day, but it went away like the next morning. So all all is good. Getting getting close to being vaccinated. Oh, lucky you! I got I got my vaccine shot a couple Thursdays ago, and then the weekend, the next weekend, I got sick. Oh man! Yeah, oh, where you uh, lost your voice and everything. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like nice job. The only thing it protected me from was was COVID. It didn't protect me from the common cold. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Well, we got the. <sighs> I love this guy. The gunner hunter himself returning back. Mr. Laron. What's poppin'? What is up? Mr. Dawkins, how are you? Ah, uh, can't complain. I'm, new Monster Hunter game's out, and so, you know, living the dream. Yes, and of course we had the galloping Galatrad himself, Mr. Jacob Taylor. 24 hours of hunting, I'm still going strong. Yes, yes. <laughs> how many How many hours are you into it now? Because, I, uh, because I, I, I sure was... I sure was fe- uh, feeling some 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 size envy to that to that that clock of yours. Uh, I think I'm at, I think I'm just shy of forty hours logged. Wow! Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're not sick so, of it yet. <laughs> it would be more. It would be more. Oh well. So this is this is the best part, right? I'm just shy of forty hours, and I'm still not village uh, village hub HR two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. It's all multiplayer. Right, um, and yeah, you've been doing a lot of multiplayer, so like single player stuff or the other like key quest stuff. Um, I'm assuming you haven't got into yet, in a sense. Not a whole lot, no. Okay. Yeah, I've I've, yeah. I've dived into it, and I'm glad that I did start diving into it because my a buddy of mine just beat the single player. Well, he beat. He he rolled credits, which isn't quite beating the the game. Um, yeah, and some a lot of new stuff kind of came around, so I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm burning through that now. So I'm assuming there's there's and we're gonna air, get into a little bit more about my center when we get later on the show. I'm assuming there is stuff that Capcom didn't reveal to us um, in their trailers and and uh, in uh, their direct and stuff. And I, so I'm expecting new stuff is gonna be happening close to the end of the game. But I'm assuming. If they're ambitious like they were during Monster Hunter World, we're probably going to see like a good year to 16 months worth of content. For additional like DLC. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then maybe possibly we'll get what's called the G version, which is basically the ultimate version of the game. So, we'll we'll have to we'll have to spend money twice for it, but we'll be we'll getting we'll be getting the 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 the, the high rung missions and all that stuff. It's it's a tradition in Monster Hunter. You get you get a base game, then you get an mm-hmm. expansion game. Yeah, I, and okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say it because there's one particular monster everybody has fallen in love with, um, and uh, the one little head thing that comes out with the little, uh, you see more of his mouth than his eyes. He has that long neck, and he like twisted and stuff. Wait, what are we talking about? For my son, a lot of people have been loving him. Jacob, you played more. You've seen more monsters than I have in this game. Do you know what he's talking about? 
Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. He's. I, don't... I think he's white. He has that long neck, and the pictures. His neck is curled, and he has that that big ferocious teeth. Oh, see yeah, the one holding uh... the boulder. What's up? See the one that holds a boulder and throws it at you? No, that that's uh that's Terry the Tetronodon. He's the one that looks like uh uh male's genitalia, I should say. Oh, the oh, kazoo. Okay. Nobody loves the kazoo. Yeah, oh, who, they, who loves some people have been posting pictures of it and be like, I love him. Oh my god. I'm like, god. wait, what? <laughs> those people you know, are, those people have you know, they need to get help. Yeah, yeah, Kazoo's been a menace since the first Monster Hunter game. Yeah, you have and a fun he, and, and he's and he's also the monster that does not have any music, so you don't know you don't know when you're being attacked. Uh, yeah. You haven't fought him yet, Jacob, have you? No, I have, you? I have. I just I what's it's really funny, but uh, I didn't I didn't understand what you were talking about until you yeah. said the one that looks like a a male genitalia. Yeah, because he has like this long neck, like it, like yes, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and like thunder. in the. Right, and in the picture, I think like part of his neck is like curled. Yes, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, because what he does is he does like this weird like corkscrew attack when he extends his head out to bite you. Um, and yeah, he's super gross. Nobody, I, nobody should like him. I'm surprised his female counterpart hasn't been brought back for any of these games. I was like, I, that too. I, I actually like I actually like Giganox. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, we're gonna save that later on for the discussion. No, 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 nobody. Nobody, nobody needs to know about Giganox. We'll say that for hundreds <laughs> for higher. Yep. Well, um, this is episode two thirty nine of the Nintendo Power Block Podcast. Each and every week, we come together to talk about games and everything we love about them with our friends. You can join us live on Monday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv/WatchWatchGamesLive and be a part of the conversation. But if you can't join us live, no big deal. You can head over to YouTube.com/WatchWatchGames and WatchWatchGames.com to watch the show or listen on your podcast service of choice. We merge to subscribe, follow, rate, and review wherever you consume us. It helps us out with discoverability and check out our. Film your shows wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, everybody, join us on our Discord at Bosch Games. On Discord, uh, we talk about snacks, games. We have a Monster Hunter community that a lot of people been popping in, talking to them about, and like uh, teaming up and having so much fun. And also, everybody, check out our writing team. You know, if you guys want to write for Bosch Games, we have an opportunity for you there. Uh, so, uh, we are going to get into our favorite part of the show. Uh, if people know uh, Crossroads, they have PlayStation. If you know Arsenal X, we have Snack Chat. Uh, but of course, you know the original. We have the. Uh, I love the section. The original place where you want to talk about snacks. It's right here for Snack Tendo. So, Jacob, what have you been snacking on? Uh. Let's see. I haven't really been snacking on a whole lot other than I did pick up a bag of pistachios recently. I was I was mm-hmm. doing grocery shopping for the week and saw them and was like, I haven't had pistachios in so long. So I've been I've been snacking on those, but like not really a whole lot of note for me. Um weirdly enough, the 20 a 24-hour live stream doesn't leave a whole lot of time for eating. <laughs> uh, but we did we did manage to make some pot stickers and those were pretty good. Um, and then the night before I prepped it by the night before the 24 hour live stream or not the night before the like couple hours before I made a huge pot of like macaroni and cheese and Mm -hmm. I I fried up some spam. And so like, we all kind of ate out of that through for a little bit during the live stream, but yeah, not, not a whole lot of snack Tendo on my end. 
unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Laurent, what have you been stacking on? Um, well, as I was telling you guys earlier, I was sick the week before. So, uh, honestly, something killed my sweet tooth. Like, I, the drive for me just to go out and get snacks is just diminished. <laughs> it was probably because of the lack of appetite and all that stuff from being mm-hmm. sick and stuff like that. But, um, but so, so yeah, like, I've just been eating regular food. Like, I had... I just ate some leftover Siamese fried rice from uh, from a Thai place that Ooh. I went to last night. Please tell me all about it. I've never had that. Is Siamese fried? It... Oh man. Okay, so what? basically, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I feel like I feel like Ed eats everything, and then he never eats anything that we talk about. It's crazy. No, no, no. Because I, I we don't have a Thai place around here. I don't. You have don't? Oh, I have. That's I brutal. Don't have I love Thai, Thai food. And I've been looking for. I'm probably gonna have to go look for. Damn, one. that's what we're doing for our bro date. That's what we're doing. We're going. We're going to get Thai food. <laughs> Let's do Thai. All right. I'm probably gonna have to look Thursday to find a place that does it. I have no Thai places around here, and if I have to, if I find one, it's an hour drive mm-hmm. um, to go there. Uh, okay. All right. Well then. Well then. Check. Well then. Okay. So, Siamese fried rice is basically is basically fried rice except the meat ingredient. Is actually crap. Is actually crab meat. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so that it's cra- house fried rice too. So it has all the like vegetables in it. Uh, Hard boiled yeah. egg. Like yeah. it's it's just awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and it is it's delicious. It's the only time I'll get fried rice and don't actually add soy sauce to it. Really. Mm-hmm. I have to add soy sauce. Well, number well number one, you you'll mess you'll mess up a good fried rice anyway if you if you if you just. Even like even like a couple of drops too much soy sauce mm-hmm. will like ruin your ruin your fried rice in the first place. But um, but this is one of the ones that I do, I never put uh, soy sauce in, and I do like the taste. I do like the taste of soy sauce in like rice dishes, and yeah. stuff like that. But um, but yeah, but man, it's amazing. And there's something about what they do at this restaurant. The restaurant's called Taizen Jetsu. It's in um, it's here in Newport News in the um, in the uh, Port Warwick uh, sh- uh, Center mm-hmm. in town. And the one thing, the one thing I like about it. It's not just the, it's not just crab meat. It's not just it's not just the way they do the eggs and stuff like that. The way they do the, like the onions and stuff. Like I'm like I'm not a, an onion person. Like I, my onions have to be cooked. Um, and the way they freaking stir fry their onions before it actually gets into the into the um into the fried rice. Yeah, it's just amazing. And it also adds that it also adds that crunchy texture to it. And I love and I love that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love I love savory foods that have a crunchy texture. Nice. I'm with you. I'm with you. Dan, was that all, uh, Laurent? Yeah, that was that, that was the one thing I could showcase. Uh, because while I was sick, it was a whole bunch of like uh like like Vietnamese uh, pho and stuff like that. I love pho. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, Dan. See, Dan. Our our, our food tastes link up eighty five percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Except Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes Werther's. Oh, oh God! Did you uh? Did, did you hear last week's plate station? <laughs> I didn't. Oh no! Oh, okay. So we did super, we did the Super Donut Wars last week on uh, on plate station. Oh my God! That's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you inspired it actually. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um. And I kid you not, like Austin, Austin was was in the zone. And then because our three things were your favorite donut, your favorite your favorite donut place, 
and then your and then your favorite chaser. So basically, what do you wash your donut down with? Austin was on a freaking roll, and then he turned around and said, "Mountain Dew." What? First off, <laughs> and, wash and, a donut down and, with. And, what are you see, talking about? I think I think I was telling Laurent this because we were talking about it. I'm just like I know people make Seven Up cakes. And stuff. So I'm tra- I was just trying to make a connection of that was the thing because I don't know if he do a cake donut and he wash it down with Mountain Dew or is he eating like a donut donut with Mountain Dew? How are you gonna How are you gonna get seventy three grams of sugar to chase down to chase down a, <laughs> a, a, a sweet confection? <laughs> I, I, look, I was just thinking. I was just, I was just like I I told Austin I was just like I understand where you're coming from. No, that's cool that you. I understand where he's coming from. I it's cool that you do it because it's your money. If that's your kind of taste, that's fine. I don't understand it. it at all. Uh, it's something I won't be doing at Here, all. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I love I love sweets. I I do. But when he said that combination, man, you know how like sometimes you eat too much sweets and your skin tingles. That's I was getting that passively <laughs> from listening to his story. <laughs> it, it's the. I, the city of the Mountain Dew and the texture of the donut just don't mix. But that's Austin. That's his. That's his taste. That's his body. That's yeah. his money. Don't have nothing to do with me. Hey, I don't. I don't judge. I just. I just make observations. That's all. I'm still caught up on the donut chaser. Who chases a donut? Like why? You know what I mean? Talking about what you mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The beverage you drink yeah. and wash it down. I'm aware of that, but like, who thinks about that? I just eat. I just <laughs> eat the donut. Like, well, it's, it's because sometimes donuts would leave a dry taste in your mouth. You're eating the wrong uh, donut. Or, 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 or even better. Or mouth, even better. Man. Sometimes, sometimes you're fat kidding your donuts, and you're and you're eating them faster than you're freaking <laughs> the back of your throat. Can, yeah, yeah. That's what Can happens keep when you up play. And, it's uh, like, and you then get that lump of that lump of dough stuck in your chest. It's like <laughs> that's what happens when you play uh, chubby bunny with. <laughs> I know, the, I know the the viewers are just like another week of donuts. I'm like, yeah. By the way, it's still a long john. Y'all are wrong. Mm. Oh, God. Well, Corey, no, explain. long johns are pants you wear under your pants. You know what? Like, As a Texan, you know what? I've after, never after worn Corey... pants under my pants. <laughs> after Corey called it, <laughs> after Corey called it a chocolate cream stick, I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> What, Dan, Dan, did you ever say what you guys call it? Like, what it is? Um, if it has cream in it, it's a Boston cream. Um, if it doesn't, it's just a chocolate frosted donut. But it's the it's the long one. It's not the circle. Oh, that's an eclair. Okay. See, as, as Northeastern boys call it eclairs. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's an eclair. Because a lot of eclairs that I know of when they do it, they have like a cake frosting at the top with it. Um, yeah. w- from from where I'm at, <laughs> a cake frosting. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk about talk about more sugar. Uh, yeah, because it's, Ed it's, doesn't have Thai food, but he has cake frosting on his eclairs. Well, that's, <laughs> I know why they do a lot of eclairs like at our grocery store for those donuts. Like Dunkin' Donuts don't do eclairs at all. They oh, do. Oh, you know. Oh, you know what? It's. I don't know why. I, I'm sorry we made it about. I'm sorry I took the donut discussion again, but 
most grocery stores, like their donut section, it leaves a lot to be desired. Like, yes. I think I think some of the best I think some of the best places to have donuts in their grocery stores is like it's like a Wegmans, uh, a Ucrops, uh, Publix, um, but not Food Lion, not not Kroger, not none of those places. You know, like their 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 donuts are. You know, I'll say this: their donuts are technically the way that anybody that makes them at home usually turns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not what we want. <laughs> well, it's di- I think it's different from what area that you're at when it comes to donuts. Because if you don't have that mom and pop donuts or a specialty place that doing donuts, mostly definitely around here is Dunkin'. Like, take your, you- yeah, take take your behind the Dunkin' or, or Krispy Kreme. Don't don't mess around. Don't mess around with Food Lion donuts. Don't right. Don't mess, so, around, and don't mess around Walmart donuts. Don't do that. No. I didn't, Walmart, I didn't even know Walmart did donuts. Walmart's bakery section has them. Oh, I, I'd look at somebody, somebody's cake that they bought at Walmart and eat that for a bit and call it a day. I, yeah. Which I prefer, actually, Jewel or Sam's Club donuts. I mean, even though Sam's Club and Walmart's the same, there mm. are more selections at Sam's Club when it comes to some of their cakes in our area. If you want a good, If you want a good donut... From a from a place that's not like a chain, well, technically Wawa's are chains. But if you want mm. donut that's not that's not necessarily from a donut chain, go to Wawa. If you if you have those, if you have those, yeah, I, I think it's probably just in your area, Lamar. So, yeah, okay. So, uh, Dan, what are you snacking on? I'm pretty boring right now. I uh, I'm doing a no processed carbs and no sugar <laughs> cleanse for a month. So um, I, I probably the best thing I've been eating is like seared tuna, <laughs> oh, um, wow. which is so, which yeah, is, which is freaking slamming, by the way. Oh yeah, we got like a um, so I live like right on the water, mm-hmm. um, so we have like day boat uh, fish houses near us, so we can get like a fresh tuna and just sear it at home, and it's 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 fantastic. But yeah, nothing in the snack department because literally everything has sugar it's so hard to cut out added sugars because you're not you're doing no sugar and no gluten right yeah i'm not doing any of the like processed carbs so i don't really eat gluten as it is because my fiance is gluten free so can you do fruit like yeah yeah i'm doing fruit you're doing fruit okay yeah yeah okay it's just like no added sugars and no like processed stuff no processed stuff okay yeah all right. Well, for me, I kind of also been born a little bit. Uh, so the only snack that I've, I've been having a good time with is like bananas. I've just been eating bananas like crazy at work. Uh, um, you know, eating, drinking water too uh, with that. Um, if any sugary snack that I have had is the uh, Hosty Cakes orange cake, cupcakes. Um, Cause we just got them in our job, but I don't get them that get them that much. I like I may get them if I'm getting like real tired at work to get a sugar boost. But other than that, it's just been bananas and water, you know. So I mean, I've been a good boy eating healthy yeah. and stuff. So well, we're gonna get into our game fact events, and this one is kind of. You guys are going to kind of learn a little bit about it. Um, you kind of mentioned something about this um, um, two weeks ago, Laron, about Square Enix. And it kind of 
got me to like look it up, and I knew about this what happened to Square Enix on how it became, but kind of want to read to you guys on why it is now Square Enix. Um, a merger between Square Enix was in consideration since at least 2000. The financial failure in 2001 of Square's first movie, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, made Enix reluctant to proceed while Square was losing money. With the company facing its second year of financial losses, Square approached Sony for a capital injection, and on October 8, 2001, Sony Corp purchased 18.6% stake in Square. Following the success of both Final Fantasy X and Kingdom Hearts, the company finances stabilized, and it recorded the highest operating uh, margin in history in the, in the fiscal year of 2002. It was announced on November 25, uh, 2002, that Square and uh, Enix previous plans to merge were officially proceeded, until, uh, intended to uh, uh, mutually decrease development costs and, and complete with foreign developers. As described by Square's president and CEO, CEO Yoichi Wada, Square has also fully recovered, meaning this merger is occurring at a time when both companies are at their height. Um, uh, some good facts to learn, 80% of Square, of Squaresoft, uh, became employees of Square Enix. Um, and for people who don't know, Enix was the developer of the Dragon Quest series, and of course, Square had Final Fantasy. So this was kind of their second time on being in financial trouble um, with it, because of Final Fantasy. Of a, well, Final Fantasy made them rich, but it's kind of <clears throat> funny that Final Fantasy kind of destroyed them also with it. So no, I can I can believe it. I I can believe it honestly because there's. There's been there's been some Final Fantasy properties that have just been misses for me, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like if if I questioned it, there's other people that questioned it too. But uh, yeah, Spirits Within, yeah, that that did hurt them. That hurt it them was bad. And uh, animation wise, it's beautiful. Story wise, I think that's where it hurt it, it hurt them, uh, right there. Like the, I can't deny that the movie looks good. But it's been a long time since I've seen it. I remember being impressed about it, or impressed with it when I saw it in theaters back mm-hmm. back then. But I think I've only ever seen the movie like three times total in my life. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, check out Final Fantasy uh, Spirits Within. Make your own decision. But yeah, that's the game fact events uh, on how because Square at that time Square and Enix they weren't rivals, but they had two of the leading RPGs and only. I think it was only Enix that every Tuesday when a Dragon Quest game was coming out, they would cancel school for kids to go and get that game. Like, they treated every release as a holiday. God, can you imagine if we did that in the United States? That'd be awesome. Well, some people did with Call of Duty. A lot of parents called the schools and told them that their kid wasn't coming in so they could play Call of Duty. When Pokemon in America, when, yeah, when Pokemon the first movie came out, there was this thing called the Pokepox that was a bunch of kids, a bunch of parents calling out for their kids so that they go could go see Pokemon the first movie in theaters. I, c- I come from another generation. My my parents would have never done that. Oh yeah, of no. course, not for me. Mm-mm, no. Uh, you have to be in a rich, rich neighborhood for that to happen. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know about rich. I don't, I don't know about rich. Um, oh, all, 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 all I'm saying is, no, I know some parents who I, I knew some parents growing up who would, who would let their kids like you know like like you know like miss school for for like movies and video games and stuff like that. My parents weren't about that life. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, everybody, that has been the Game Fact Events, and now it's time for our Femi News. Dan, take it away. All right, before we get into the news, I'll just give a couple of quick shout-outs. Um, shout-out to a couple of guys on our Discord, Auditor415 and Salty Barnacle. They've been pretty active in the Monster Hunter chat. Um, and also, thank you to Rogue Spartan 4, who left us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. So, guys, our community's growing. We'd love to hear from you. So, please, leave a review, join our Discord, and uh, be part of the community with us. Um all right, so to get into the news, um, there's a couple of blips I'll just go through. Uh, first story is Takashi Mokazuki from Bloomberg put out a little more information on the Switch Pro. Ed and I have talked about this to death, so we'll defer to you guys on this one. <laughs> but um, he says that the new Switch would be released later this year, a 7-inch 720p OLED screen, DLSS equipped, better CPU with more memory, lot of games and analysis tip as much as $399 price tag. Um, Laurent, does any of this speak to you? $400 for a Nintendo system? Oh my God. I don't know if I'll know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's, you know, I like the idea. I like the idea of the switch pro. I do. I do like uh, and definitely DLSS uh, equipped, you know, chipset. Awesome, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna love it, but um, I think I'm gonna do it just like how I did every how I've done every other Nintendo console since the GameCube. Is I will wait before I buy it. Like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a day one for me. Uh, the main reason why is because like unless they turn around saying this is the new new console, which means mm -hmm. like Switch games are basically done. You know, there's no driving force for me to buy it just yet. Now, that yeah. being said, that being said, hardware, though, like, I do like what I'm hearing. I mean, you know, I, I'm loving the fact that it's got OLED screen. You know, I can't wait to see, like, the graphic fidelity, you know, of the system, you know, once the games start coming out and everything for it. And, you know, hell, I'm, I'm even hoping that, you know, like, it does some stuff for, like, for, like the older games, the pre-existing games and stuff like that. Maybe. Stronger hardware. That's that's where I that's where I want to see it. See that that's where I agree with you. Like I, Xenoblade Two is one of my favorite games on the Switch. But mm -hmm. like even even me, who's just a diehard Xenoblade fan, I I can admit like playing in handheld mode is a little rough sometimes. So I would like to see if the Switch Pro could actually like boost those graphics or even just like work on the frame rate a little bit but i mean i'm gonna be a day one purchase if this is happening because first of all my switch is on its way out and you know with traveling and everything i do play exclusively in handheld mode so mm -hmm. um like i would love to have that 720 screen um jacob what do you think about this i think i think it's cool i think all the all the Typical points are being hit here with every other. I know this is coming from a much more reliable and direct source, but uh, these rumors, these types of rumors have been like, they've been around for several years now. And, and so to me personally, it just is just kind of a wait and see sort of thing. I'm just waiting for Nintendo to actually announce something. Um, wait, but if it was this, this would, this would be a day one buy for me. This question though. The, the upgrade alone would be, would be enough for it question though technically is the screen not getting any type of like 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 a resolution update no but you is don't the, think you need to with the size of the is, is the only is the only thing it's getting is just oled yeah i think it's just oled 
okay, okay. I, I couldn't remember if it was 720p or not, you know, but the Switch is 720p right now yes. in handheld mode. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but I don't think most games even <laughs> go up to that resolution um, that I know of. I think, it, yeah, I think it depends on that game and that graphics and stuff. Because right. you could probably get like a 720 or something at least on a first party, but you're not going to get that on like. Okay. Uh, but I mean, like even Link's Awakening, that like you would still have frame rate issues and just like, you know, texture issues on that game, like in handheld mode, and that's not know, very graphically like <laughs> powerful. You know, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. We need. We just need every. We just need developers to get to a standard because I feel like some of this is on the developers. Like if they're not, if they're not developing the games for the capabilities of the platform, then they're doing they're doing themselves, the gamers, as well as Nintendo, a disservice. You know, if they're if they're if they're if they're not if they're not getting the games to where like okay, in, in handheld mode it's doing 720p, and in dock mode it's doing 1080 or heaven forbid 4K if that's what's going to happen. You know, with the pro system. If they're not, if they're not at least trying to, uh, for for any game out there, like 1080 should be the, the baseline, you know. So you know, if the developers, if the developers are not cooking it into their games to where like it's outputting in that, us the us the players, we're getting we're getting ripped off. Well, the thing, the problem with that is that, and this is mostly for third party, not so much for Nintendo or indies and stuff a lot of the major third parties are using port developers and not doing it for themselves well ports say, but say, ports still but ports still saying, make the graphical standard though right but saying that if you're going to develop something for the system ground up and that's the idea that you're trying to get to get across Leron the, the the third parties who are actually owning those properties they the ones that need to develop it for it instead of going to a port system. So, um, but I, uh, my thing about it is, I can't wait to see what Nintendo announces. Hopefully, these things are true. Um, all I can say is that I knew that it wasn't going to be coming out in March. Um, maybe a little bit later on. Uh, this would be the kind of the first console, um, revision that Nintendo has ever done because they normally do it for their handhelds. They have, they don't normally do it for their consoles. So, um, it'll be interesting to see if this all happens. I'm, and I'm definitely going to be buying it. Like, there's, there's no answer to us about it. Cool. Um, all right. So next story is um, former president of Amer- former president of Nintendo of America, Reggie, is to step down from GameStop's board of directors. Um, Reggie had started there in March of 2020 and is already stepping down. Um, he hasn't said anything publicly yet. Um, so not a lot of speculation, just kind of a quick news story. My personal opinion, I think his one year came in and his stocks are now, uh, viable for trade. So (laughs) with GameStop going up, he just said, I'm out, (laughs) but I don't know. What do you guys think? What's next for Reggie? Is he like bored of chair chairman board of like a whole bunch of other places too yeah he he's doing like all kinds of other things he's um he's board of directors at brunswick corporation um he signed on as a strategic advisor to rogue games and he's on the board of directors for spin masters so, so he's doing a lot yeah he got bank he got money in the pocket he's yeah. good to go 
I didn't even know he was affiliated with GameStop. That's that's kind of weird. I wonder. I wonder what he oh, did you in that. No, I didn't know that. No, I, I thought. What's the other things that he's doing? Because I thought that was his his gig. I didn't know he was on the board of directors. At first, he was like doing speaking arrangements, like going to different places and. Speak. Okay, I thought that's what he was still doing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, like I didn't know I didn't know he was on the board of directors for GameStop and stuff like that. And you know, my question is, my my question. No, I don't want to. No, because it, well, it, everybody it might, thought. Everybody thought that when he got in, because the way that he did VH1 and how he had his experience with Nintendo, that he would get GameStop in order because of all the mess that they've been through. Um, even with Microsoft getting they invested thought, in They thought that? They, they thought that? Because I'll be honest, as the outsider looking in, I feel like I feel like he kind of coasted on Nintendo. Well, that's why that's why GameStop got him. He didn't he didn't really he didn't really uh, he didn't really innovate, in my opinion, for Nintendo. Like it's it, it it all wound up being Nintendo Japan stuff. He didn't even. I, I feel like he didn't even have like a big influence for the Nintendo America stuff. I think. It, I think he yes. sure did. Yeah, but, but he also, like I said, he also worked at VH1 and got that in order before it came to Nintendo. So he had experience. So maybe Gangsta. I think just like what you said, around with him working for Nintendo, that year, or I think it was a year or a couple of months after before he came to the Gangsta thing. Um, they probably were just like, well, he been at Nintendo. We've seen the success of them, the ups and downs. Maybe he could come in and work something out for us. That's my only assumption. That's he was only assumption. there. He was only with GameStop for one year, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He it just turned one year, and he stepped down. Yeah, because so that's why I was thinking, oh, his his stocks are now viable for trade. He's out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those things that, went yeah. up over. That's why I was wondering. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's why I was wondering how how he's chair board of all these other places, and he's been on podcasts and doing all of this other work. I'm like, I thought he was working at GameStop, trying to get them well, together. When, when you're on a board of directors, it's not like you know, it's not like yeah, when you're not, he's you're... working for Nintendo. He doesn't have a non compete where oh, yeah. he can't do public appearances or anything. Like board of directors is different because he's just kind. He's still his own entity, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, mm, it's kind of weird because being on a board of directors, it basically means that you're basically the the stopgap before someone does something crazy with your with your corporate shares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see how that all turned out. <laughs> well, it wasn't nobody on the inside? It, it was nobody on the inside that that you know boosted GameStop. It had GameStop. nothing to do with actual GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was nobody on the inside that that did what that did what they did for GameStop. Let me but tell you guess, that right now. But GameStop was just like, we just love seeing this happen. <laughs> In other words, it's, yeah. someone's getting rich. Well, no, it, it made that stock. It made that stock volatile. So I, I need to see what I need to see what's gonna be like this time next year. <laughs> well, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Oh, no. So moving on. Um, two days ago, Nintendo of America announced that it was a the ten year anniversary of Nintendo 3DS. Um, Let's just make it quick. Did you guys have a 3DS, and what was your favorite game? Ed, start with you. I had, yes, I did have a 3DS. Um, man, favorite game that that is a lot. Ooh. I think one of my favorite games is definitely Fire Emblem Awakening. Definitely nice. that. Um, what about you, Jacob? I did have. I had several 3DSs, and my favorite game was Fantasy Life on the 3DS. Uh, what is Fantasy Life? Fantasy Life is like. Um, like, it's a role playing game. It's a uh, role playing game. It's kind of like Harvest Moon meets meets uh, <coughs> like Monster Hunter almost. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, that's very, awesome. It's very cutesy. You, you, uh, you can have multiple different lives, and that's, like, different jobs and stuff. And it's cute. Yeah. Because cool. I think it's from the designer of Secret of Mana, I think. Or the Mana series. I... I'm not sure about that. I think it's from level five from the Layton series. Yes, yeah. probably. Laurent, how about you? Um, I had the I had the Nintendo the original 3DS. Um, I had that. Um, I had the 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 new Nintendo 3DS XL because I got the Monster Hunter edition for that one. Um, my favorite my favorite game my favorite game from the 3DS is hard. Ugh. It's hard to say. No, I'm not gonna say a Monster Hunter game because uh, the run of Monster Hunter for for 3DS was okay in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the game I had the most enjoyment out of was uh, was Samus Returns. Yeah, nice. All right, next up, Astria Ascending comes to Switch this year. Um, this is a story that probably only I care about. Um, <laughs> this. An epic adventure with the charm and pedigree of a classic JRPG, Astraea Ascending tells an expansive story of fate, sacrifice, and new beginnings. This game is going to be drawn, uh, all hand-drawn with the artwork, and it's going to play as a, a old-school turn-based um, combat system. Have you guys seen this, and are you interested in it? So this was in ID at Xbox, so yep. uh, they showed the trailer there. Um, I'm... Dan, was this announced first before it came to Xbox, or was the Xbox one announced first? And Xbox then... was announced first, and they just announced it announced for, Switch. for Switch. Okay, <laughs> so um, if you haven't seen the trailer, do take a look at it. A lot of people are loving this. Uh, definitely with the artwork, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm buying it. Um, oh, yeah. It looks really good. I, I, The problem is, though, it's just like, I need physical of this. I don't want digital. That's the problem with this one. Because I want to see... Is it only that... going to be coming digital? At this time, yeah. I don't know if they're going to... Oh, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah, I don't know if No Limit or I Am 8-Bit is going to do a physical. I hope someone picks it up and do a, a, a physical version on it. Because the hand-drawn graphics look phenomenal. And I would love a box copy with whoever does the artwork for that game. I would love to have one of that. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm really excited about this. I mean, I've been playing more JRPGs in the last year than I have <laughs> probably ever. So I just need more of it. And this this just looks amazing. Uh, Jacob, have you seen it or anything? Uh, no, I have not, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, last story, which is a really good segue into our next topic. But... Capcom um, announced that Monster Hunter Rise, which came out on Friday, has shipped 4 million units worldwide, Um, which actually, this game has sold more than Animal Crossing on the opening weekend. Um, So I'll just leave it at that, and Ed, take it away. Let's Let's get into the main topic. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to get into our Doc Mode Deluxe Edition. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise has been released into the wild, and us pop blockers have been in the hunt since. We're going to discuss the pros and cons, our experiences with the new mechanics, what could be improved, and more. So let's discuss, guys. Monster Hunter Rise. Wow. We... I, 
we have seen the trailers, we have seen the directs, we have played the demos, uh, we have played the game with friends who are soloing this game. What is your initial impression at this moment with the game? Dan, I'm going to start with you because this is your first official Monster Hunter game. So what is your impression of the game? <laughs> well, I was hoping you wouldn't start with me first, but I guess I'll go. <laughs> um so this is my first Monster Hunter game, and um, I'm actually having a hard time getting into it. Uh, right now, to me, it kind of just feels like a single-player MMORPG. Um, I feel like I'm kind of just walking around a village and getting tossed into these things, and <laughs> monsters are taking me 45 minutes to fight, and I just... I, I get more frustrated <laughs> trying to kill one of these big monsters than, like, actually enjoying it. So, um, you know, I ha when I was playing online with, um, you know, I played with Jacob and Grayson, and we were hunting some big monsters. I played with both of you guys, and I was learning everything. And the uh, multiplayer was really, really fun. But right now, by myself, I'm having a bit of a hard time getting into it. So... Um, I'm going to keep plugging away and hope I get better at it, and then maybe I'll start enjoying it a little more. Okay. Jacob, uh, what are your uh, impressions just at this time of Monster Hunter Rise? Yeah, so I actually, I actually feel like Monster Hunter Rise is the best version of Monster Hunter that we've received. I, uh, I really feel like it... <sighs> It does, number one, it does an excellent, it, this is the first Monster Hunter that's done an excellent job with actually kind of teaching you how to play. Um, I know Dan was saying that he, uh, he was still kind of struggling, and that might just be due, just like getting used to the gameplay mechanics, but like it, it does have, it was in the demo, but it does have a whole kind of introduction quest about like, okay, well, this is what you, this is how you move, this is how you attack, this is how you fight things. Um, and then there are there are more training quests in this one than there have been in in other games as well. Um, so I think it is very very friendly to newcomers. And then um, something that Laurent and I were talking about pre-show was it's also very it's very rewarding for experienced players as well. So in in Monster Hunter, um, actually I'll we'll get into that later. But but yeah, this this game is is very very rewarding for new for experienced players and very very new player friendly. Um, of course, it is still good to get into a group of hunters, and that way you can experience the multiplayer. The, it really mm -hmm. shines in the multiplayer. But um, as as far as just as the game goes, this one hands down the movements flawless. The the weapon the weapon and the combat and the the switch skills that you can do and the wire bug attacks like everything just flows so beautifully, um, and and yeah the palamutes pal like it's all it's all wonderful. All right, Leron as the gun hunter himself, <laughs> the experienced monster hunter player. Uh, what are your impressions of the game at this moment? I'm really enjoying uh, Rise. I I am. I was. I mean, everyone's everyone's heard me say this time and time again. I was really apprehensive about about going back to like the handheld, because yeah, I mean, Switch is, in my opinion, a handheld system. I was really, I was really, I had, I had issues. Let's just put it that way. Like just the thought of going back to it. But 
it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful melding of Monster Hunter World and the previous Monster Hunter games. Like I mean, like the movement and the flow is there. Thank God the maps are thank God the maps are all in one in one engine, so you never have to worry about switching from zone to zone and mm-hmm. going through a load time. So like, thank God because that was one of the things I was really afraid about. But you know, hardware and stuff changes, and you know this thing's running on the RE engine, which is probably a godsend for this game. I feel like I feel like the RE engine is actually making this game one of the more perfect Monster Hunter games in the series. Uh, because I think the last Monster Hunter game before World that I said was perfect was Monster Hunter 4 because uh, because Generations Ultimate had, had problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then, of course, World is, like the in my opinion, still one of the best ones. It's not my favorite Monster Hunter game, <laughs> but it's one of the best ones. Um, but what I, what I honestly like about Rise is... They learned they, they learned a lot of tip they learned a lot of pointers from um from Monster World. Hunter World because the story mode in this game is seamless. I just love how I just love how everything you do is working towards the story. It's not just oh go out here and hunt this and maybe you know when you come back we'll talk about some lore about how things were in the world and stuff like that. Nah, everything you're doing is building up to a purpose. So when you get the new encounters with the monsters, like they talk about it when you come back and stuff like that. It's 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 it's, it's fun. It's amazing. I'm enjoying it. Uh, there, I have some nitpicks about the, uh, the gameplay mechanics, um... Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Yes, no, no. Okay. We'll, oh, I thought we'll we were, I thought we were doing it all, like, pros, cons, and all that Oh, stuff. no, no, not yet. Okay. We'll get to that, uh, um, because I spent, like, 45 minutes in the custom making my character in my Palama, in my Palico. Like, getting the right color, uh, seeing who I'm going to, like, design my main character. Like, I spent a lot of time <laughs> just before I even started the game. But then once I like I got my weapon, my like my iron uh, insect glaive and down my iron blade too, and just working to get like more equipment and stuff and fighting the monsters, I've been enjoying it. I've been using a lot of my aerial attacks on it. I've been using a lot of my uh, insect glaive to like attack monsters and uh, bring it back. Um, I've been learning more of the wire bug for it and. Um, it's kind. It's been. I was telling around this um, uh, boss rush that I was having a problem with the wire bug because um, it was overshooting me when I was using it when I had my weapon out, um, and so with these monsters moving so fast and everything, it's kind of hard to get a like a actual like kind of lock on or something get close to it. It kept just overshooting me, uh, so I've been kind of thinking like, okay. I got to use this in a different manner when I'm in fights and everything. And I have, and I've been learning a lot about it and stuff. Uh, my Palico, uh, so uh, my Palico is named Nishima, and my uh, Paluma is named Denzeku. Uh, and I just, I kind of, I love them. I just give them these fake Japanese names and stuff while I'm just Eddie V with this long samurai uh, hairstyle and everything. I I just like having fun with it. And even though I've been playing solo, and hopefully we all can uh, get in and do some multiplayer matches and stuff, I'm really enjoying this. I really everything feels fluid. Um, the fighting just seems like engaging. Uh, I've been I've been taking notice that when you're looking at the monsters at the top, 
um, I guess they're at they're like different colors. So when you know they get really weak and stuff, they're like a, like a deep blue and stuff. And so you know you're getting close to uh, defeating them. And your Palico would say, "Hey, our perfect uh, uh, monster is getting down." And so like the cat would make puns and stuff. And it's just like, oh, this is so cool that they're actually telling you that you are doing some good damage, and he's about to go down, or he or she is about to go down for that uh, monster. But I've been having like a lot of fun with this game, um, with it. So we're gonna get into our pros and cons. So, Laurent, I'm going to start with you with the pros and cons because you got some things to say. Definitely with your experience with the series. What are your pros and cons with this uh, game? Uh, a, a pro that's been like a running thing of mine since since Monster Hunter 3 came out. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate because try whatever. But mm-hmm. since Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, one of my main pros about the series is that they keep finding ways to streamline it and make it easier for people to adapt and get into the game. That's the one that is the one triumph because like playing back in 2004 and the game barely told you the game didn't tell you anything. Like you didn't know like you go out there and swing your sword, you didn't know you had to sharpen your sword. You didn't know you had to like you, you kill a monster, you didn't know you could carve the monster up stuff like that. That was stuff it did not tell you. Technically, Technically, in this game, it's kind of telling you that, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those things enough people see it and they know that's that's one of the mechanics of it. So, the, so one of the big pros and that still keeps going is just the level of entry for the game. It's now it's no longer like you know like a, a kindergartner stepping into college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is my that's my biggest pro. Um, actually, that's my only pro. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> I've got I've got more cons than pros, but it's because it's because I'm an old school player and I just came from Monster Hunter World. Like I I've got over nine hundred hours in Monster Hunter World. <laughs> okay, so what's your cons? Go ahead. All right. First con is uh they stepped down the weapons. And I'm not sure if that's because this is like the first generation for this type of for Monster Hunter Rise, which mm. means that, you know, like when the G version of the ultimate version comes out, we're gonna see the full the full integration of everything. But um but there's a lot of, like, I'm using the Charge Blade right now as a main, and um, I've noticed I don't have access to the full skill set. And apparently apparently you don't get access to the full skill set of, of the weapons because you have what's called switch skills, which means that one thing is offset by the other. So so you get you either get this this uh, this this aspect of the of the weapon that you want, or you get the other aspect and you have to cut the other one off, you know? And that's that's my main that's my main gripe because you know in all honesty, and I told Jacob this, I was bumbling around that demo and I was using my gun lance, I was using my charge blade, and I was using my longsword, and I'm like, man, where are my moves? I I just played Monster Hunter World. Why am I not nailing this stuff? <laughs> and then come to find out that they're locked. <laughs> they're locked behind the play mechanic. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so so yeah, no, there's no such thing as as elementally charging your sword for your for your charge blade mm-hmm. and going into savage axe mode for your charge blade. You can't you can't do both. You're gonna do one or the other. Ah, savage yeah, axe you know. mode, as in when you uh, when you when you charge up your shield part of your your charge blade. Yeah, and then and then and then the axe holds all the ele- the all all the elemental stuff. So like you're basically doing buzzsaw attacks. It's it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like talk- it's kind of like charge blade meets meets switch axe. Talk to me. Talk to me after the show. I've got some good news for you. Ah, yeah. ah. So you're saying so you're saying I haven't gotten far enough in the game. Well, Is that what you're uh, they might have just put it under a different button mapping. 
or a different you have to do a different combo to get it to that point but you definitely are able to put your you are able to charge both your shield and your sword at the same time so that you can have that uh that savage axe mode and also the up the upgraded mind's eye sword mode okay uh, okay i mean i'm not talking about getting super amped elemental discharge because everybody that plays charge blade knows how to do that yeah okay okay uh, yeah well jacob what are your pros and cons so I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna play devil's advocate to Laron because I actually think I think the switch skills um, brings a bit of freshness to Monster Hunter. I think that it in the past it's been that there's like been a a standard way to play a weapon and there's been a couple deviations, but I think the switch skills thing and the silk bind attacks because you can end up getting several different switch skills to row. To, rot uh, to change them out. I think that that makes each weapon have its own play style that you can like. That you can like. So, for instance, just as an example, the light bowgun has a has a uh, level one switch skill where you can change between your silk bind attack that's uh, linked to your A button. Uh, the original one, the the one that you start with, you actually hop up into the air and fire a wyvern shot down onto the monster, and you can switch that to be a like a lassoed rope around the monster while firing shots off. And so for each, for different people, for people who want to, to like how they think about dodging attacks while also getting damage off, I think that it, I think that it gives people different play styles for their weapon. You don't, you're not locked into, okay, well I'm playing the insect glaive. So this, I have to do this combo. This is my bread and butter, that sort of thing. Um, and then, Again, more pros, more pros than cons for me because so like they introduced being able to, or at least I think they introduced, this could have been in world because I did not play Iceborne, but they, they introduced um, being able to accept and depart on quests from anywhere in the village hub. Um, they introduced, they, they brought back from world the ability to go like the person who grabs the quest. Uh, mm -hmm. you can, you can leave and then other people can join you later, but that was in world. So that's not new for this game. The wire bug. Oh my gosh. If you, <laughs> if you were in our, my 24 hour live stream that I did with me and four of my friends on Saturday, the, the, the one thing that was constant throughout the stream was just like, Oh, we're Spider-Man. Like when you, <laughs> when you land, when you like, when that wire bug clicks for you, this game has the best movement of any game any game you know what? not even monster you know, hunter just any game was was were wire bugs and other monster hunters or is this new no wire no. bugs is, wire bugs is completely new even though technically wire bugs is like the fully realized version of, of the, the clutch uh, claw from other yeah. yeah yeah now i will say this like the jury for me the jury's still out on the wire bug because i still haven't gotten the, the whole traversal thing in the wire bug i'm getting there but i I was like, you know what? After I played with you guys the other night, I was like, man, what am I not getting right here? Because like the guys, because like Master Asushi is always yelling at me like to do the recovery, and I'm like, what is going on? What? And I'm like a pro at the wire bug recovery now. The Master Asushi yeah. flying, oh, I don't hit the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so, if you yeah, if you if you watch if you watch my streams. It's all gonna be all Monster Hunter. You will see some some great Spider-Man action, man. You don't like 
it's arguable that you don't need to bring your Palamute on multiplayer sessions, which makes you faster because the dog can run faster and you can ride on top mm -hmm. of it because of the wire bug. Like everyone else goes around and you're just like, I'm over this mountain because, because of the wire bugs. And so like, Ed, you were talking about how you were overshooting sometimes. So there's a lot that you can do with the wire bug. Um, there's two different button combinations to go either up at an angle and or just straight forward but my favorite way to use it is the zl button to load the uh to load up the reticle and then zr to shoot so that way i can aim myself but then after you shoot you have two other mobility options that you can do while you're mm -hmm. flying through the air you can hit the a this, button Go ahead. right and this is the this is the thing about it when because i have my weapon out it doesn't give me the reticle when i do zl to do it for the yeah, bar plug. yeah you can't yeah, so if you if you win, what, what weapon are you playing? I'm doing Iron Blade, Iron, uh, Insect Glaive. Insect Glaive, okay. Yeah. So in that case, the one the way you'll want to, I think the Insect Glaive Z L and A start mechanic is a dash wire bug attack. It's all in the air. It's all in the air. I'll have to mess around yeah. with it because I'm I feel like it. I feel like there's something yeah. that you can do. But once, yeah, back yeah, to once the. I, yeah, once I start the wire bug with my weapon out, it takes me all in the air. It don't take me, it don't keep me on the ground at all. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, keep talking about like the options once you launch, oh, though. Like, yeah. Keep talking about that. So, when I was, you, I, so, when I, so, when I'm launching, I'm still in the air. Uh, when I, when I, if I press A, he does a fort dash. Um, even if I'm doing a connection of the wire bug with it, um, it's making me go a little bit further, and when I'm trying to hit uh, X or A, um, mostly nothing. I don't think anything happens with X. When I hit A, instead of him like coming down on him or doing anything, it dashed me a little bit more forward. So, 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 keep, so keep, this keep is talking. so this talking. is the this is the enemy right here. Um, this I'm right here. It does a diag, and then it keeps going over. So I'm missing the. I'm not even connecting to him at all. So it gives. It's kind of almost a evade thing, but it makes me go way forward. It like it takes me over the rainbow instead of making me be able to hit. Where where my just a regular air attack, I could jump, I could pogo up, and then just hit him in the head with the, with the X. So you're not talking about movement with the wire bug. You're talking about attacking with the wire. Attacking bug. with the wire bug. Yeah. Okay, then see that's where the switch skills will come in because those switch skills just might not be for you. Then you might want to switch it up to something different uh, once you unlock those because there are different switch skills for every single weapon. And so and they probably it's probably not unlocked then. Yeah. Yeah. But for the movement, for just the movement of the wire bug, once you dash into the air, you can hit the B button to do a like a little air dodge roll, mm -hmm. um, or you can hit the A button and you'll put out a wire bug and just hang from it. And so if you're yeah. about to overshoot something, you can do that. And then from that hanging, you can actually still do that dodge roll with the B button, or you can just press B without holding a direction and you'll just drop straight down. Um, I'll still fool, I'll fool around. i fool around with it. Yeah. Uh, but... I, Man, get to I, I, I had I had my switch listening to him and I was like, oh yes, oh, got it. <laughs> uh, Dan, uh, what are some pros and cons for you? All right, well you're gonna have to you know remember that I haven't played a game you know Monster Hunter game, so I'm just gonna talk about the game itself, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know what? Like I think the graphics are really really good. I've um, I really think they did such a good job with the world and like how detailed, you know, the shrine area is and everything. 
Um, the wire bug, huge pro for me. I think uh, it's been so much fun just like exploring and um, trying to get everywhere because of that thing. So that's been great. Um, I think there is like this sort of satisfaction into when you finish off a monster, you actually get to skin him and try to upgrade your weapons and equipment. I think that's really cool. And I, you know, I'm having, I'm, don't know where to put all my equip, you know, uh, resources just yet because I don't know what I'm good with or what I'm not good with. So, um, you know, there's there's just like a lot of cool parts to the game. Um, I don't really have any specific cons. Um, you know, I think nothing about the game has really offended me or I think like is really wrong about it. I think, I mean, my only con right now is it just takes me forever to be a big monster. And it's just like, I don't know, like fighting a monster for a half hour straight is just not fun to me. Uh, so don't, you know, don't that, worry. That's it'll, don't worry. It'll get there. Cause you're going to, you're going to be messing around one day and you're going to be like, wait, it's already dead and you're going to like, you're going to feel so accomplished. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I, I've kind of figured out with this game that like, you have to learn the monsters moves and like their reactions towards everything. And like, since I haven't, I, I don't know what they do. I'm kind of just shielding most of the time and studying what the monster does. Um, that way I can kind of go into it with a different approach next time. So I'm really just in like total newbie mode right now. Okay. Well, my pros and cons is uh, I love riding the Palamut and <laughs> getting the places and stuff. I know about the wire. I would say this about the wire bug because I do love it. I love hitting it on the mountain and then running up. And when I flip back off, throw it up again, and I just traverse to get on top, it makes me feel like a ninja. And I'd be like, dang, where's the Ninja Gaiden music? Is <laughs> like I want to throw like the Ninja Gaiden soundtrack for NES on it at times. Uh, I'm loving that. I love taking down the monsters, and I always feel good when I'm fighting it, and even when I lose at a monster, I'll be like, dang it, I'll get you next time, and then I, I you know, I learn and stuff, because I think losing in this game is, like, beneficial, because it teaches you the behavior, and really mm -hmm. plan out what to, what to do and stuff, because I, I didn't even know about the bomb stuff. Like, LeBron showed me about the bomb things when he was playing World, <laughs> and I was just like, what is this? Because I never know. My thing with Monster Hunter was like, you go in and you fight, you fight at, uh, monsters with the weapons that they give you. I didn't know it, the, the previous games didn't teach me anything about that. And because LeBron is definitely more experienced, that was something new to me. So now I know that when he's asleep, tiptoe to him, drop a bomb, and then dip, and then hit him and then go and attack and, and stuff and everything. Uh, my Palamut, though, is just like Bayonetta, just hitting him everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love this. I love this attack. I think the only kind that I have with it, I think because I'm using the uh, insect glaive and I got the iron blade uh, too, is that there's not, there's no horizontal attack. Everything is mostly just like vertical and a kind of like a wild swing and stuff so it's using like a bow mechanic of using two hands and everything and i i guess i i know that there is a thrust kind of little thing like the stab them but i kind of wish there was just like a vertical uh horizontal like dash attack or something um 
map to one of the attack buttons because sometimes when you're trying to hit them you will miss on because on how wild the animation is but that's the iron blade it doesn't say this is for all the weapons and stuff and you know timing plays a part in a lot of these weapons and stuff so i think that's probably my here's, only uh, here's my point here's my pointer about the insect glaive you need to learn your kinsect because you need to get all three extracts as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because then that opens up your entire array of attacks for the uh for the insect glaive yeah, and I I have been doing that. I have been I have been like okay, you're... It out and hitting it and then getting it back. But sometimes it, I I'll pinpoint different body parts and I'll throw it and sometimes it, nothing will come back for it. Um, and I'll be trying to look throughout the world to make it stronger. My uh can't say uh stronger and sometimes it doesn't work. Um, yeah, so I just go into attacking. Yeah, because once I mastered the insect glaive, I was like one of the flying Bolsheviks. I was all over the map with that thing. <laughs> yeah, like the like the monster could barely hit me because because when it thought I was in one place, I'd already flown over it and was it was behind it. Yeah. So, but you know, I because I'm doing I do Iron Blade on a uh, world. I'm just like, yeah, this is my weapon for uh for rides. Uh, what's so- everybody What's everybody maining right now? I'm doing sword and shield because I needed block. <laughs> okay, uh, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, like a lot of people, a lot of people like will use a a weapon that has a shield. Um, all right. So Ed, your insect glaive, Galatrad. I, I, I watched. I watched nine good hours of your stream on Saturday. You were all over the place. So what is your what is your main and what is your favorite? So I don't I don't really have a main. I I get stuck on hunting horn a lot because it's the most helpful to the the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Magnum Allo's hunting horn is sick, nasty. It's so good. Um, okay. The hunting horn continues to be like the most improved weapon yeah. since, cause they started improving that sucker in world and then Iceborne came out and it was like a whole new beast. And now, and now I'm seeing everybody like people were doing the Magnum Allo in the demo in under five minutes with the hunting horn. Mm-hmm. Dang. What? Yeah. 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 It's Jesus. it's an insanely powerful weapon if you yeah. if you use it correctly. Well, I mean, number one, number one, like the hunting horn is like the second the second most damaging weapon in the game. Like it's mm-hmm. it's basically it's basically a more advanced version of the uh, of, of the hammer, mm-hmm. and the hammer is, it does the most devastating attack. So, the hunting horn is second place to that. Yeah, um, I know there's one section. I I guess as you progress to the game, more of the weapon. Uh, upgrade and forging. I believe that opens up because yes, when you yeah. start of when yes. you start of it, there's like I think it's like three weapons or three things, and maybe d- depending on what the weapon is, and then it split. When you get to the second one, it kind of splits. Yes, but you can't unlock things. So I'm assuming there's more that will open as you progress through the game. Yes, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, um, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. The smithy starts getting the smithy starts unlocking like your 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 abilities for more uh, for more upgrades and new weapons. At, it's a two it's a two prong process though. The the more monsters you beat, the more parts you get, and the more unique parts you get, the yeah. more the more weapons be opened opened up in the uh, in the weapon tree. And then as you progress throughout the rungs, the the, the star rents, uh, that gives you your ability to make upgrades because you need materials to upgrade, and you can't get the materials until you have access to the new zones. Yeah, because. Um... Like my palico, my palamut, they're like, uh, they're strong. I think they're level, they may be level five, level six at the moment, just right now. But they have like the strongest uh, armor. Um, I'm, 
I'm somewhat still at the strongest, getting close to the uh, feline. Uh, I think that's the name of it. FL. I think it's F E L Y N. I think that's the one. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the strongest one, but it might be the Kula Kula. Uh, Kula. Kula Yaku. The Kula Yaku is the strongest thing you have in your in your armor tree right now. I, yeah, I think that's okay. the strongest one that I could upgrade to. Only, but uh, there are parts of it I think I got to go to the ice zone to get because. Some of them were in the uh, in the jungle in the um, yeah. in the land. So, uh, which the, like you said, Dan, the game looks beautiful. The world, the world is not big like world is, but I love that the fact that it's easier to get through. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, Jacob, being able to traverse that way and just being able to climb and. Definitely when there's a vine up and you're on your Palama, it just takes you up automatically. You don't have to get off or anything. Also, I found out that uh, you could uh, sharpen your blade while riding yeah. the Palama. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, there's I all had... sorts. There's all sorts of stuff you can do. You can, you can, you can, hit, you can hit your potions. You can hit your rations. All that stuff on, on the back. Yeah. So uh, definitely enjoying that. Um, so we're just gonna get to uh, to two more things. We're gonna talk about the uh, new mechanics that's in the game. Um, definitely the wire bug has been the one of the big things. Um, is it uh, when you're writing them? Uh, what did you guys think about that? Have you guys have more success writing the uh, monsters? Um, I have, in a sense. Uh, I've been getting to where. I'll fight one, fight a monster, and then another monster, he wants to come. Uh, but I did, you know, hit it on the head so much that I've been able to uh, wiretap him uh, and then use him and then do a lot of damage where I could flip off that monster, like launch him at the other monster, flip off of him, and then wiretap the other monster and then use it against him. And it's it's been so cool doing that. Uh uh, Jacob, I'm sorry, with you. Have you been able to do a lot of that? Oh yeah. Weekend? So absolutely. The another thing that makes the hunting horn so great is that it's very, very good. At, so most weapons will have to wait for the monsters to come together and fight each other to put them into that mountable state, or you'll just have to fight it for a while. The hunting horn's strongest wire bug attack will just immediately put a monster into mount mode. Um, if it hasn't been mounted oh, wow. before. So like <laughs> in my hunting groups the three guys will run off towards the monster we're hunting and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go get this guy and bring him over to you. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've gotten to, I've gotten to do, uh, wyvern riding quite a bit and it's, there's a, it's very versatile. Like you said, you can, you can get some big attacks in and then slam it into the monster to then make that mm-hmm. monster rideable. Um, each, if you, if you raise that bar up enough, you do get that finisher, which is really nice. Um, and then if you have nothing around, you can just slam it into the wall constantly. Um, so yeah, that 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 mechanic is super super good. Uh, what about you, Laura? Oh, that is that is my favorite thing they brought forward from Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. Freaking the the freaking the freaking in in the in in World it was mounting a monster and then using the clutch attack to like basically it's called wall bang where you launch them into a wall. And that's an instant knockdown. Or if there's another monster there, you launch them into that monster, and it's an instant knockdown for both of those monsters and stuff like that. It's easily one of my favorite things they brought over from Monster Hunter World. And I'm so glad it's in there. Learning the wire bug mechanic to get it all started, though, has been a little bit of a challenge for me, but I'm starting to get better. And I'm also starting to realize, thanks to thanks to what Jacob was saying, that you know sometimes it's about your weapon yeah. and not so much what you are doing. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm using 
I'm using the charge blade right. I'm using the charge blade right now. It's not my it's not my main, but it's my main right now because I need something you know kind of fast and versatile. Uh, I'm mm. normally a gun lancer, and I'm pretty sure the gun lance. I, I guarantee you that the downward smash is probably what puts it in the mountable state for the uh, for the for the monster. So I gotta check that out real soon. Um, but uh, but yeah. And then I just like cheesing the hell out of the monsters. Like, I'll 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 go to the maps where is where I know there's three three large monsters. Yeah. I will cheese that first monster, and then I will run all the way around the map to find the next monster and just start wailing on it and get that one into the mountable state, and then go find the third one. And then once I get the third one done, then I go back to the very first one and and wear him out too. I think that's why I love the expedition in this game. Like, if you want to go and just do something like that and and grind and get the stuff, you can just go and do it and don't have to worry. I think that's one of the big improvements that I like, that the monsters are easier to see on the map. Because world, you have to search half of the whole map to find out where's this thing at. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's another that's another pro I have. Like, because of, because of your because of your owl, like once you've been once you've actually identified a monster successfully one time. Whenever you show up on the map, if that monster is there, you're you, you, it's automatically on the map, you know. And so with that, I, I appreciate that because um, in Monster Hunter World, you had the uh, you had the uh, the spirit the, the spirit flies thing, yeah, yeah, for tracking. Yeah. And the spirit flies are great, but the problem is you had to level those guys up, which means that you had to play the game for a little bit before they automatically, when you start showing up in in the game, well, they will start automatically saying, "Oh, hey, Anginaf's here. Oh, hey, this is here. Rathalos is here. Rathian's here. You know, uh, you know." Man. So now it's like the moment you spot them, like your your owl's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yes. Dan, uh, have you did anything with the wire tapping and wire bugging? Uh, not really, aside from just like trying to go to the highest part of the map that I can. Um, the wire bug attacks on the monsters are really, really helpful for me, especially using the sword and shield, since that barely does any damage. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that, that's about the extent of it for me. All right, Dan. All right, Dan. So, uh, I guess, I guess you and I are playing some monster Hern this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, I, I, Absolutely. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like seeing people suffer. You know, even though even though your meme made, your meme this weekend made me out to be, be a, a colossal jerk, but you know. Oh wow! Well, uh, we're gonna get into the last part of this. Um, what did you guys think they can approve uh, for this game, and what do you hope to see in the next Monster Hunter game? Do you think it will go to the other consoles? We know it's coming to PC, so definitely. Like Laurent, like I said, Laurent, I'm definitely gonna be looking for it for your PC stuff to see the like comparisons and differences. Um, but what did you think you got? Uh, think they could approve with this game, um, Laurent? I'm gonna start with you. Actually, let me defer to Jacob. <laughs> oh, okay, Jacob. Uh, so the the typical thing that they do to improve the game is is add that G rank, the extra. The extra bit of uh, so you have you have low rank and then you have high rank and then you have G rank, which is insanely difficult. And for like the top tier of hunters, um, I do I do also think that they could. I I think that they could allow so on older Monster Hunter games you could have up to eight players in a hub and separate into like two different hunting groups. I want them to bring that back. Right now, you're only you're locked in at four players to a hub. So in order to get uh, like rotate people in, you actually have to rotate them out in and out of the hub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's it's weird because like 
the hub area has eating spots for a huge number of people. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw at least seven spots that I could that I could see with my naked eye. Yeah, so I want them to bring that back, but mostly like like I said, this is easily the the best Monster Hunter game in my opinion thus far, which makes sense because it's the newest one. But um, it, I really just want more, and this one released with it 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 launched with more monsters than in Monster Hunter World and in any mm-hmm. of the previous monsters. I think except for Generations, which is kind of a caveat because the whole point of that was that it was every like all the other games kind of combined into one. Wait, um, is that true? It, it launched it launched with more monsters than World. Yes, World launched with with fewer monsters than Monster Hunter Rise. I think World has more monsters now. Like at its at its peak, then yeah. Rise launched with. But w- as far as launch goes, World launched with fewer than Rise launched with. Hmm. Um, so really, I just want more. I just want more monsters, and they've got free three free content updates rolling out. And then I guarantee you, after that, we're gonna get some sort of Iceborne style DLC that introduces that <laughs> G rank plus a lot of other content. Oh, oh, question, Jacob. Yeah. Were you? I was apprehensive about the fact that we're in the desert and the ice stages and we don't need hot and cool drinks. Or were you, were you the same way? We we talked about that on stream. I think it's a good thing. I think that really that was just kind of a that was just an extra little barrier that uh, people either weren't paying attention to or they were like wasting time having to having to get those hot and cold drinks in order to in order to survive that or i say survive it never it shouldn't have killed anyone but like in order to just take that hassle away and they've done it like they do other they've done other quality of life updates like the no more paintballing um thank god yeah uh stuff auto crafts now so like you don't have to sit there when you pick up an herb you don't have to stop and go to your crafting menu and it, it, it'll just auto craft if you already if you don't have full potions <laughs> Um, no more, no more, no more stopping in the middle of the fight. To, yeah, just so your guy can drink a drink and yeah, then flex. Exactly. And you, then, yeah, exactly. Then, then, and and then like and then like the the crafting combo books are gone. So like you oh, you shit. you just always you a hundred percent craft hey. everything every time. Uh, so I, I think it's more a of a quality on a of map life. anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, Dan, uh, what do you think they can improve? Just with a little bit of what you play. Um, I don't know about improve, but, you know, just from seeing all the Monster Hunter fans out there, it seems like this installment seems to cater to new people and the longtime fans at the same time. So I think if they just keep hanging on to this and keep bringing in new fans, this can probably take it from being, which is still kind of a niche um, game, to probably a more mainstream one. Up, How and you could put it in the ranks. You, How dare you, niche? <laughs> How dare you? Hey, I'd say it's it's still pretty niche, to be honest. I'm sorry, I'm a ride no, or die monster hunter player. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not Resident Evil yet. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Wow. <laughs> it's not Mega Man yet, so. Not Mega Man yet. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh. So, uh, Laron. So, what do you think they can improve with this, uh, and where do you think the series could go? Well, one of, you know what? We've been dancing around talking about this all night. One thing that I'm, that I'm glad they make an main improvement on is the fact that if if you do village before you jump into the guild hall stuff, mm-hmm. you actually get rewarded, so you don't have to do that same exact grind. 
in the in, in the guild hall. Basically, anyone that's played Monster Hunter knows what I'm talking about. Basically, you basically repeat the exact same missions you did in village in village in guild hall, and now they found a way to streamline that. If you've done if you've done up to a certain point. When you step when you step into the guild hall, you'll get what's called special licenses, and it will just basically bump you up to the hunter rank that is the equivalent of what you are in the village. Um, so, I feel like that one improvement alone is 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 enough that I can't think of any other improvements on the game. Um, it's it's a fun game. It's a fun game. I. I recommend anyone who's never played a Monster Hunter game. This is probably the best jumping on point. If if Monster Hunter World didn't get you, Monster Hunter Rise should get you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, so everybody, my my proof thing, um, just the simplicity of it. Everything feels simple, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, it's more welcoming for new players, people who who played the Monster Hunter series but don't still don't have a deep knowledge of it. I think this game has just been so opening and welcoming. And just to see a lot of people who are getting into the series or just like hyped to be playing this game, they've been enjoying it. They've been very positive. Uh, if they need to improve anything, um, maybe a more attacks at the start with a particular weapon with a particular weapons like just give you more of a move set before you have to unlock them and stuff and maybe throw in some more weapons i say throw in some more weapons two new weapons that have not been into the series yet oh that's been the that's been the big debate about monster hunter since they since they introduced the expansion weapons uh monster hunter the original monster hunter had let's see great sword sword and shield lance. hammer um lance Light bow gun, gun, heavy bow gun. It it, it didn't have no. It did have light bow gun, and heavy bow. It didn't have bow. Uh, it didn't. It did, yeah. It didn't have the very first Monster Hunter game. Didn't have dual swords. The one for yeah, Japan. Yeah. But when we got, the, got when we got Monster it. Hunter in, in the states, they added the dual swords. Um. So yeah, seven weapon classes. Then Monster Hunter Two came out. They expanded with four more. So we had eleven. And then um and then Monster Hunter Three introduced a new weapon, the Switch Axe. So that was twelve. And then Charge Blade and um, an Insect Glade came out in four. So we've got 14 weapons right now. It's been this big debate that Monster Hunter needs needs more weapons. I'm 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 on that, but I'm not the biggest proponent of it because I mean, what what's next? So <laughs> I, you know what? I actually would like to see a whip, some form of a whip. That uh, would be really cool. I never thought about that. Um, uh, is it Cassandra from Soul Calibur? Ivy. Ivy, Ivy, she's the one that got the, with the, the uh, sword that could that could turn into a whip. Yeah. Um. So, um, in in Rise, and I, I don't I don't think they did this in World, but in Rise they got rid of it. Used to be that you had to have it. You had a Blade Master armor set, and you had a Gunner armor set. Yeah, and they got rid of it. In they World. got rid of that, and so that makes me think that they could introduce like a boomerang type of weapon where you can fight melee, but then you can also start chunking that thing and have it come back to you and like do multiple, almost like piercing shot through the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be super to get some shuriken action in there. Shuriken? Well, everybody... Well, know... Oh, go ahead, Nora. I was going to say, I know, I know one of the, um, one of the Japanese only, like the, the PC versions of Monster Hunter had, um, have, had Tonfas. Yeah, which were which were nice, but you know, like they only they only ever stayed on the Japanese only version. Oh, I hope they have like a Yoshi outfit for my Palomar, so I can just. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh god! Oh, no, that would be no, so I, great. I would love to 
Please I, don't, please don't Nintendo fly this game. Please don't. This is Capcom and Nintendo. You don't think they're gonna, they not gonna add something? Yo, I could just think about it. You're, uh, you are a gunner in a samurai Samus. version of Samus, or you are in. We've uh, already done that. We've already done that. We, we've already bring Monster it back. Hunter 3, Monster Hunter three or four had like yeah. had. Okay, if you were if you were a male character, you had Samus's various suit. If you're yeah. a female character, you had her zero suit. You know, we've already done this. <laughs> and would you, but would you would you do it again for free? No. Yes. No, because because no, honestly, I didn't. I I uh, I don't I don't really like licensed armor. Like I like uh like I only put I only put my palico in one of the Mega Man outfits. I only put my palico in one of the Chun Li outfits. You know. But that's Capcom uh, stuff. That's Capcom stuff. Yeah, I I, I I'm still not really. Saying- like I like the, I, I like the I like the DNA of Monster Hunter where it, where it is so you know like when it's when that's the other thing too I love about Rise is Rise Rise went back to the anime Japanesey style I I didn't realize I missed that so much you know because World I was all about oh man the world looks real I'm I, I'm loving this you know and and then oh another con I'm tired of homegirl singing all day long <laughs> <laughs> her vocals must be like, I heard it. I'm tired. <laughs> now I mean, that's all I'm going to hear when I'm playing it. <laughs> at, at, at first, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man, this is a really cool theme song. And then, and then like, hour 15, now I'm like, oh, God, shut up, girl. <laughs> Think another song. <laughs> but, everybody, that has been our Muscle Hunter Deluxe Edition of Doc Mo. Uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying the game. If not... Um, still go out and try the demo um ask some friends around you know come to our discord um for boss rush games and join us on the monster hunter chat you know hook up with friends and everything we got people who will help you out and people who are like inexperienced and new and everybody can learn at the same time it's it's so much fun uh with this game but we're gonna get to the last part play oh hang on hang on hang on hang on let me add one thing if you're still skeptical about it jacob and i are going to be talking about it wednesday night on Hunters for Hire, the very first, the very first episode of our Monster Hunter show for Boss Rush Games. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll get to a lot of more stuff in the plugs. Uh, but we're gonna get into playing with power. Dan, what have you been playing with power? Um, I finally finished Bra- Bravely Default Two. Um, took me about a month to play that. That game was so much fun. It was um, every JRPG trope packed into one game. Um, I made such a habit of like mastering all the jobs and building my characters like in the craziest ways, trying to break the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was surprisingly very dark, and um, it was just it was overall just a really good experience. So. Um, I'm kind of sad it's over, but now that it's over, I finally started playing Monster Hunter Rise. So those have been my two games with a little bit of Tetris 99 splashed in between. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leron, what have you, have you been playing with Bobber, uh outside of Monster Hunter? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it. It's been, it's been strong since Friday. Wow, no horizon, no No oh 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 man, my, my PS five is already mad at me. <gasps> what happened? Like it it hasn't been on in it ha- what's today? What's today? Monday? It hasn't been on in yeah. almost five days. <gasps> oh no. Monster Hunter's been out. I 
I, I told everybody like 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 all my all my main systems are going to have a problem when Monster Hunter comes out on the Switch, and I I haven't done any gaming on PC since since Thursday. I haven't done any gaming on PlayStation Five since Thursday. Um, shoot, like like I maybe played twenty minutes of Teppin. <laughs> what did you play Thursday? Oh, PC. Our, for PC. The the, la- the the last thing I played on. Actually, did, oh, I played DJ Max. Uh, DJ Max, uh, respect. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, and then well, I played her. And then I played Horizon the day before that. Okay, because I we did... have oh, Laurent on recording saying he's only played Switch for four straight days. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> this will never happen again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jacob, outside of Monster, you guys. And all I've you played is Monster. <laughs> He played for 24 straight I hours. Play, yeah, man. That's <laughs> all I played. I, I, I said we, you, this includes before Monster Hunter Rise. Outside, what had you been playing before the game came out? Monster Hunter. I've been playing. I play. I put 50 hours was, into the Monster Hunter Rise demo. What would you play yeah, before? He was playing what Monster. What Hell, would you I was playing. I was playing Monster Hunter before Monster Hunter Rise came out. <laughs> I was playing the demo. What would you? And they're okay. gonna be. We're all gonna be playing Monster Hunter after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, outside of Monster Hunter, I finished Root Film, so I'm writing the review for. So you guys will be able to see that on Bushwick Games later on in the week. Um, been playing a little bit more of Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Loving that game. Um, played Star Ocean Department R Departure R. Um, getting into that game, really loving this version of Star Ocean. Very easy to get into. Very Japanese, 16-bit old school fun that I'm definitely having uh, with this game. Uh, going to be jumping into uh, Doom Eternal and Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox. I just want to play through it all, just like get it out the way and everything. Um, and then with PlayStation, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake on Easy is what I've been playing. Um, just having a little bit of fun with that. And um, I'm going to actually be popping in Detroit Become Human for PlayStation because I'm halfway through the game, but I want to finish it. Uh, and I just love that game. Man, ever since I seen that first trailer, I was just like, I need this game on the system. And the day it came out, I was at the store. No, I was at work and I brought it day one. <laughs> so uh, that is what we've been playing with, Pablo. Everybody, that has been Nintendo Pablo. We're going to get into some plugs. Uh, Jacob, go ahead and plug. Yeah, so you can find me everywhere on the internet at Galatrad. If you're a new hunter uh, wanting to get into Monster Hunter, wanting to get into the ropes, you can join my stream. You can also check out coming soon to Boss Rush, a Boss Rush network near you. Uh, Hunters for Hire, a podcast Laurent and I are doing. We're going to be talking um, monster specifics. We'll probably go over a bunch of, do some weapon tutorials, just talk our time with the games, our time with the series. All things Monster Hunter are going to be going on there. So be sure to check out Hunters for Hire. Uh, we're recording our first show live on Wednesday over at Exodus 803. I think I got the numbers right. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yes. And we're also doing something a special tournament in April. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We are. So, at on the Boss Rush Discord, you can join that, and in the announcement tab, we are doing a Smash Brothers tournament April third. That's this Saturday. It's going to be. I've right now we only have six people signed up, so you have a good chance to win 
either a $20 or a $10 eShop card. The winner of the winner's bracket will receive the $20 and the winner of the loser's bracket will receive the $10 eShop card. You don't have to pay anything to sign up. It's totally free. You just have to show up. It's happening this Saturday, April 3rd, right? April 3rd is this Saturday, April 3rd. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we want to, I want to see y'all there. We're going to be streaming it on the Boss Rush Network page on Twitch and having a great time. So sign up. Yes. Leron, uh, go ahead and plug. All right. You can catch me on social media, Exodus803, Exodus803. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Exodus803 is where you want to be at Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Crossroads PlayStation Podcast for Boss Rush Games. Uh, don't forget, Wednesday night, we haven't said exact time yet, but it'll probably be 8 p.m. as well. Hunters for Hire, Jacob and I, we are we are talking about Monster Hunter, and you're going to... First episode is going to be really tasty, what, what we have to talk about. <laughs> Uh, yep, and um, and that's it. Uh, those are those are my plugs. Uh, take her away, right. man. Oh, and also check Leron out uh, for a couple of weeks. He's going to be hosting Standard Definition, uh, I yes. believe, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So um, me, me and Joe, me and Joe Wilson, good old Colonel Panic. Yes. Uh, Dan, go ahead and plug. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DCDM99. And uh, we're also looking for writers for our writing staff at Boss Rush Games. So if you're interested in writing for us, email us at opportunities at brg at gmail.com. Yes. You guys can find me on Twitter at that Retro Code. You can check me out also on Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, World One One Podcast. Um, we've been cracking the vault. Uh, uh, our next episode for uh, World One One podcast, one of our old school one, is our interview with uh, the AM2R development team. So you'll be able to hear Milton and Steve and us talking to them about the design of that game, uh, the CND of that game, and more. It's going to be a really great episode. I think it's going to be uh, coming out maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, check out at world one underscore one podcast uh, on Twitter and you'll be able to see. If not, you'll see it on my uh, Twitter page at that retro code. You guys can find me on Twitch at the lyrical one uh, there. Uh, and for right now, also everybody, our good friend Austin Campbell at Play Austin has released his mixtape with his crew, the uh, Latrue. Um, the album is called Good Meets Holy. Um, the album is on, uh, the mixtape is on YouTube. They just dropped it uh, on Monday. Uh, so if you guys are seeing the recording on this on Wednesday, you'll be able to uh, check it out there. Um, you can follow Austin at Play Austin, um, and you will see the link leading up to there. It has, um, I believe, 13, yeah, it has 13 tracks on it um you know really go out and support um austin um and also go support boss rush entertainment uh with um logan and his crew uh with uh land party uh trash talk and more great shows for entertainment that you guys would definitely need to tune in and give them a listen with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend hopefully if you guys are down with the hunt that you are having a good hunting time and with that everybody we'll see you next time on nintendo power block bye everybody Woo -hoo! So long.